This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Quite a lot to get to from the weekend. We've got winning highlights of the American Athletic Conference regular season title clinching victory for women's basketball. Also, some from the first half. Second half wasn't so good for the men's basketball team. We told you Tulane was talented, and well, that really proved out on Charlie Bradley night. We also have some highlights from the weekend of baseball. What a thriller for the men on Friday night, even though Maryland would bounce back and win the series. Terrapins, top 15 team for a reason. And the competition we knew was going to be tough for softball. We were over there in Clearwater for three of the four games. Unfortunately, the Bulls went 0-4. A couple of highlight moments that we'll pass along to you. Also tell you about women's tennis. Just go ahead and let you know it was a busy weekend around the American as well. We're not going to be doing our normal Monday afternoon show. It was just such a stacked weekend and definitely wanted to take some time away from the airwaves this afternoon and hang out with the family. But we will sort of sprinkle in what went on around the American throughout the course of Bulls Beat, just not its own separate show. Just want to acknowledge that it was a first weekend in baseball. There was a lot of softball. And, of course, the basketball standings will update here and tell you where the Bulls stand in them. Of course, you know where they stand on the women's side of things, right at the top, and they cannot be caught. That's because of their win on Saturday. It was kind of interesting. Had Houston lost to Temple, and that game was over before we started, that would have been a little awkward. Like, let's build this up to be the game where you can watch the Bulls wrap up the trophy. And, oh, by the way, Houston lost, so they already did. So it was good that Houston won. It meant the Bulls had to do it themselves against an SMU team that pushed them. Beyond that, it was looking like the Mustangs were going to win the game a couple weeks back in Dallas. And if they shot like they did at the beginning, they were definitely going to win this game. Here's some of the first quarter highlights. Bounce pass by Smith and a nice Ooh, shot by nice Shante shot. Embry. She was just three for nine after hitting a couple shots early against the Bulls. So let's hope those are her couple shots, but she's made them both. And it's 10 to four. SMU still hasn't missed a shot because they turned it over in the last possession. Embry's going to put up a three, knocks it down. Shante Embry has made all of her buckets like her teammates. It's 13 to six. We saw this in the Houston game. Bulls not getting far enough out on the three-point shots and just being taken advantage of. Janecki drives the lane aggressively and makes it 13 to eight. Incidentally, if you're curious, last time Shante Embry hit two threes in a game was six ago against Wichita State. She made one in her last five total. She's got a couple here today. So the, you're right, you can't just expect to give the other team wide open shots and hope that their averages stick. You gotta get out there on them. Wilkinson, long, mid-range, that's her shot. And everything is falling. And I mean everything for SMU. They are five for five. And it's 15 to eight. Letting SMU see a little daylight on the three-point line. On the reverse side, SMU is not letting the Bulls see any daylight. They are on creases. They are way out past the three-point line, pushing the guards way out for the Bulls. As we near the five-minute mark, Dulce out to Chinecki. She's going to try three, looks good, knocks it down. Bulls are hitting a decent percentage, 80%, not as good as 100%, but it is 15 to 11. Yeah, SMU, which is three for three on threes in the last game against Tulane, was 0 for 13. They want to feed it to Wilkinson. Oh, good and pin. Danny, she pinned Danny. That's good defense, missed shot, but Wilkinson gets her own rebound and drops it in, so they miss a shot and score approximately two seconds later. It's 19 to 11. Other way for the Bulls, Chinecki's in rhythm. Yeah, she's got it going right now. On a normal day, the Bulls would be ahead right now. They are five for seven, but they are trailing 19 to 14. Savannah Wilkinson and Shante Embry both with eight points. Wants to feed Dulcie. They've got Embry pushing around on the block, actually physically pushed her there, no call. Out to a wide open Wilson. Gonzalez top of the key, three, bingo. 
Bulls are red hot. They are 75% and they trail by two, 19 to 17. Credit Dulce, she's getting that interior pass. The defense is collapsing down. She's going swinging it or flinging it, really weak side. The yeah. weak side is what's open. When the other team is hitting like that, you know it is going to slow down eventually. Well, this one eventually came really quickly because, again, that Wilkinson putback was their first miss. They were seven for their first eight. They would miss their next five. In fact, the Bulls had five chances to tie or take the lead, and they turned it over three times and missed a couple shots. So it really slowed down. Second quarter was truly back and forth. Reagan Bradley hit a three as SMU seemingly couldn't miss from three-point land. We'd seen that the previous weekend against Houston, but again, they would definitely start to miss. From that point, 26 to 19, the Bulls quickly score the next seven points to tie it up. Never could take the lead until the very end of the first half, and it was definitely fitting who gave them that lead. 12 seconds to go. Jose says run up the court. Ariel has it with eight. Now draws a play up. Six seconds to go. She wants to feed it inside to Dulce. Five. Opens for Chinecki. She's got to put it up. Drives to the hoop at the horn. Good. Elena Chinecki. A flare for the dramatic right there as the Bulls take the lead. Chinecki scored 10 points in the first quarter, had 14 in the first half. And after hitting its first six shots, six for six, the rest of the way in the first half, try five for 19. So that would continue into the third quarter. There would be a stretch where the Mustangs missed six straight and the Bulls would start to put it away. You did not want to have to sweat out the end of the game where you were hoping to go ahead and wrap up the conference title. The only thing that wasn't good in this game was, well, I'll take full blame. Here's where it all started, the free throw shooting. Timeout, shooting a free throw. And again, that's the one thing that the Bulls have going against SMU this year, the free throw shooting. And I'm, Come on, I chirp. could not have screwed that up any worse. They hadn't missed yeah, 16 for 16 in Dallas. Quesis is their best free throw shooter at 90%, and I love that up. Yeah, to recap, before I mentioned how great they were shooting free throws against SMU, they had made their first 20 this season, 16 in Dallas, and the first four until, well, you heard what happened. The Bulls would go on to finish at the free throw line, 15 for 25, and that actually helped keep SMU around. The third quarter was a great start, sparked by the Bulls' backup center, who actually got into the fourth spot and flourished. Eight to two in this Good quarter. Another knockaway by Johansson. That should be two steals in two defensive possessions off the bench. She had two rebounds in a short stint off the bench the other days, so she has really gotten used to the physical play in the American and has been excellent so far. Wilson flips it out to Emma. She can shoot the three. Good. Emma Johansson has put on a show in less than a minute. And the Bulls all of a sudden have that long sought after big lead. It's 44 to 33. At the midway point of the third quarter, however, the Bulls would only make one more shot. They would miss a trio of free throws. And even though it was fairly comfortable at one point, it was down to a 47 to 40 game. But the offense cranked up again in the fourth, thanks to the only missing element to that point, three-point shots from one three-point national leader, Sammy Puisis. 6.40 to go. They hand it off to Chinecki. I don't see any fancy there passing here. It's going to be a shot by Puisis for three. That looked better. Knocks it down. Pui for three. Finally, wide open. She was 0 for 5, and she makes it a 13-point game. And SMU had better watch out because once Puisis gets that first one, it's going up again on the next possession. And it's probably going in. 
That's going to be a double-double for Dulce Fank and Mangiadu. I know. I'm being redundant when I mention that. But you are. Why not <laughs> mention it? it she, she, she averages it and then some. She's got to get the end zone. And speaking of, Puises for three. Yep. Oh, yeah. You could anticipate that. And the Bulls have their largest lead, 59 to 43. And all of a sudden, Puises, who hadn't made a three a minute ago, has 15 points. And I love she even held up the three side and smiled. And Coach Fernandez gave her a point and a little like, yeah. Shooting less than 40% due to a 9 for 25 second half. But a couple of big threes by Puises. And I wouldn't be surprised there if they give go. it to her again. Yep. That might be a little out of her range. 35 there feet. Is. There it is. It's going no. up. Oh, my goodness. It looked off to everybody because we're right behind it. You know Sammy Puisis can make her share of threes, but that one even looked off. When you're hot, you're hot. After being held basically in check from distance against UCF until two late ones, same thing here. Sammy Puisis makes all three of hers in the fourth quarter. She ends up with 18 points just like that and nine rebounds, by the way. Her career high of 11 was also against SMU, a team that dominated points in the paint throughout the year. They were 18-2 and two at one point. But the Bulls got him in that category four games ago, and again in this game. And a team that out-rebounds its opponents by six normally, not against the Bulls. It was a plus 17 in Dallas. It was 44-28 to here. Dulce Fank and Mangiato had 12 points and 10 rebounds. And by the way, Elena Chinecki had 27. Her last two came at the end. Well, they do have to get off a shot here because there's two seconds difference. Brito to Chinecki, and that's a championship clinching flourish right there. SMU will actually call timeout with six seconds to go. And just to revisit what you said earlier, do we start looking at Chinecki's career high? She finishes with 27 points. And apparently angered SMU. There was three seconds difference a shot in game, and I guess the Mustangs thought the Bulls would just not try and score at the end. So Chinecki makes it a 10-point game with six seconds to go. And what should happen at that point? SMU should just, you know, throw it in and... Maybe score, maybe not, and we're done. Instead, it took forever to get the championship call. The last six seconds, which should have taken, you know, six seconds, took almost six minutes. So we're not going to give you the whole ending here, just the condensed version as the Bulls wrap up the crown. I mean, this is like, Our you know, wedding. your wedding day, and you're ready to say I do, and the official's no. like, no, not you yet. don't. No, no, you don't. Not yeah. yet, you don't. You're going to have to wait another 3.9 seconds. All right, can they get it in bounds? They do, with three, two, and one. And that is, of uh, course, a foul that they're going to have to examine. SMU refusing to give away the championship just yet. And I hope the second takes just a second. It does, and the Bulls are the champions. They come bursting off the bench. They were the best team all year. No one can dispute that. And they, with two games left at that, have wrapped up the American Conference regular season crown. They got pushed early by the SMU Mustangs who couldn't miss a shot. Oh, they missed plenty. The Bulls get 27 from Elena Chinecki, 18 from Sammy Puisis along with nine boards, a double-double from Dulce and a 70-62 championship-clinching victory here on a Saturday at the Yingling Center. The second time in the last three years. Of course, this is all after UConn departed. Someone was going to have to become the top dog and the Bulls of Jose Fernandez. 
definitely that team. It never gets old, I'm sure, but how cool is it to be able to celebrate like you just did with everybody at home? Yeah, it's great to do it at home, you know. Uh, I know we got to share the title, but uh, winning it outright and every... You know, we, we lost we lost three starters out of a pretty good team last year. And for us to come back and and do what we've done this year is just a credit to how we recruited and how hard these guys worked in the offseason and how we've player developed. And coach, what's this mean for your program? This is an exciting time for you to win another conference championship, but it's almost expected because of the program you've built. Yeah, what does this mean to you? I mean, it's, it's an expectation for us to, to win this thing every year now and for us to go to the NCAA tournament every year. So that's the expectation. Well done to everyone involved. The Bulls, by the way, might re-enter the top 25. They're still there in the coaches' poll, but number 25 Southern Cal got beat by Cal last night. South Carolina got pushed by Ole Miss, the number one still undefeated Gamecocks. were in a battle, but at the bottom of the rankings, where the Bulls, of course, fell out, there were some defeats, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're back in there. Either way, their overall record is a sparkling 24-5, 13-1 in the conference. We're not doing a full conference show again today, as I'll give myself Monday afternoon off, but East Carolina was down by 9 to UCF at home with 5 minutes to go. Problem is UCF couldn't hang on to the ball, and the Pirates scored the last 15 points of the game, so they're still in second place, which is crazy. East Carolina was picked to finish in last. Memphis and Houston are tied for third, so it'll be a fun Last couple weeks of the regular season, the Bulls play host to Tulsa on Wednesday. A lot more went on this weekend, men's basketball, baseball, softball, and women's tennis. We'll recap it all for you next as Bulls Beat continues.